posted on dimlywit.com. Against the better judgment of respectable gentlefolk everywhere, this is the wildly inappropriate podcast of Arthur Greenleaf Holmes, England's only poet laureate of the piss pot. This podcast is not for children, the dull-witted and infirm, or the morally indignant. Arthur takes no responsibility, and never has, for damn near anything. Today's episode, Purgatory Number 14, and an ekphrastic poem. Hello everyone, it's me, Arthur Greenleaf Holmes, and this is the wildly inappropriate podcast of the self-same. I believe this is episode 13, am I right about that? I think it's episode 13. Anyway, I'm going to give you a double, two poems in one episode. And before I do this, once again, I want to remind you to keep checking in on my website, arthurgreenleafholmes.com, and that is where we will continue to post upcoming information about the off-Broadway run, which is scheduled for this coming November. However, today we turn our attention to a poem called Purgatory Number 14. I do not do this poem very often in my show. I think it's because it really needs sound effects with it, and I can't quite provide those. But I'll give you a little backstory. I was uh, living in London for a while, and I took up quarters sharing them with a man named Thomas Sidney. Thomas Sidney was the younger brother to Sir Philip Sidney, a great poet. But Thomas was not such a great poet, although he fancied himself one. His verse, however, his poetry, it always seemed rather imprisoned by the very same monotonous meter. And it puzzled me. He could never break out of it. Well, I think I realized why that was. Because he took up a mistress. And one night, as he brought her home to the place where we were sharing, he was in a different chamber. There was a shared wall between his chamber and my chamber. And as I heard him fornicating, I heard the dull thump of him against that chamber wall. And it struck me that he fornicates in the very same meter as his poetry. So as I sat there with my bed rocking in rhythm, I could not help but compose a poem. This poem is called Purgatory Number 14. It's really meant to be uh, recited with a steady, monotonous drumbeat. So imagine it, if you will. Contagion, contagion, thy words breed contagion. They clomp across the page in a derelict cart. Purveyors of quillpoo, come do what you will do. Decipher this mildew that passeth for art. O Sydney, good Sydney, such piss from thy kidney. Will nobody rid me this onerous tart? Some in thy muse, Sidney, take off thy shoes, Sidney, pull down thy breeches and offer a... There, that's nice. As I said, I cannot really provide sound effects in my show, but there's one here for you, my good friends. Hello, I'm David. And I'm Megan. And we host a show called Dress for the Podcast You Want. Do you get it? It's like dress for the job you want, but it's a podcast. It's a show about success, how we define it, why we crave it, and what we do with it once we have it. Each week we feature a new successful guest to hear their stories, get their advice, and sometimes make them sing a silly song. Or do an improv where they're trapped in the wilderness. Ah, do you call? You should come check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of heart. And hey, all the successful people are doing it. Dress for the Podcast You Want, hosted by Dimly Wit and Background Joyce. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah. Oh. Oh.
called the Yukon. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Reverend Jules Bromigan's left-hand corrective devices. Is your child left-handed? Cure him or her of the curse of the devil's claw with these right-handy gizmos. Guaranteed to restore that little hell-born half-birth to a more socially acceptable self. Simply latch on the restraining device, secure it to an eyelid, and voila! Righty-tighty in no time flat. Watch your child drink tea the way the good lord intended, the right way. Order your corrective device today, because Jesus says so. Here's the second poem that I'm going to do today. This is an unrhymed, unmetered poem. And I suppose you could also say that this is an example of an ekphrastic poem. What is an ekphrastic poem? Well, it is a poem in which the speaker of the poem is contemplating some other great work of art. Is there an ekphrastic poem that many of us may have studied in our younger days? Yes, and I'm thinking specifically of John Keats's Ode on a Grecian Urn. Here is John Keats, and he's regarding this beautiful museum piece, this old Grecian urn, and on it are these figures, figures engaged in an act of, of sacrifice and ritual. Uh, there, there's a, a cow being led to slaughter, as a sacrifice to the gods. There are maidens and men in mad pursuit of each other. There's a man and a woman, and they are not quite touching. They're not quite kissing. But in that hot desire that is never quite fulfilled, Keats realizes that they will still nevertheless always be full of passion and ecstasy and promise. And that maiden and that man will always be young and fair. And of course, it ends with that famous line, beauty is truth, Truth, beauty, that is all you know on earth and all you need know. And I believe that his exact meaning of that line would require a three-day seminar. Another exceptional example of an ekphrastic poem is by W.H. Auden. It's called Musée de Beaux-Arts, and this is a poem in which he is looking at a painting by Bruegel, a painting called The Fall of Icarus. And you see... uh, Icarus, having just plummeted into the water after having flown too close to the sun with those wings that his father had made, but had warned him about because they were held together with wax. Well, he flies too close to the sun, he plummets into the water, he dies, and all you see is his leg, his leg sticking out of the water, and around him in the countryside that surrounds the water there, you see life continuing. You see people going about their business as if nothing has happened. You see a farmer pushing his horse, and neither of them seem to be looking towards the water. You see a shepherd with his flock, also paying no attention to the tragedy that has happened so close to them. Life continues in the midst of death. Look for that poem. It's remarkable. My ekphrastic poem is much less inspired, but timeless nonetheless. Uh, This poem is... An unrhymed, unmetered poem, it is titled His Interior Thoughts, while she shows him yet more pictures of her goddamned cat. Fascinating. Really, just scintillating. I've seen a lot of cats before in my time, but never any as expressive as yours. Please, don't stop with the first 97 portraits. I long to see more. 
Why, in this picture, it's as if your cat is saying, I am a descendant of Cleopatra, which is why I wrote my name in feces on your bedspread. I am in hell. Circle seven. Sandwiched between the sodomites and the French-Canadian unicyclists are the cat lovers. Look at this chamber. How could anyone fornicate in this chamber? You couldn't swing a strap on without knocking over a scented candle. And these pillows. What is the point of so many pillows? Why do women have so many pillows? There's only so high you can elevate a cervix. Shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. You frigid, irrelevant psychopath, shut up. There's only one pussy I came here to view, and I doubt you filled the photo album with it. I really do believe that the loss of the photo album in most families is quite the boon to people who simply want to get laid. That's my theory. Thank you for joining me. This is Arthur Greenleaf Holmes. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and um, just keep your cat pictures to yourself. This has been the wildly inappropriate podcast of Arthur Greenleaf Holmes. Counselors are standing by for those of you in need of a good talk down. Please send all complaints to the Ministry of Abiding Indifference, whose address we haven't yet gotten around to. Follow Arthur on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and your local police blotter, and go to arthurgreenleafholmes.com to find out how you can be responsible for bringing this pervert to an off-Broadway theater. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Posted on dimlywit.com.